0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. I'm your host, Elijah, and joining me as always, the lovely Rex. Hello. And here we are, hot off of the spooky season, where we did a full month of weekly episodes.
1: A lot of editing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like that's still the case because we just, uh, this episode's going to come up before it. But we did a bonus episode um, last week, and we're doing this episode, and we might squeeze out one more before the end of the month. We'll see. Ooh, who knows? So it's almost another monthly uh, or another weekly month. So (laughs) a lot of of work we've been doing, um, especially on your end, doing the post. Uh, The the bonus is a... Good free hour
1: recording, so, <laughs> so a
0: lot of content That's... coming. So how have you been? What's what's new with you? Uh pretty good. Um
1: you know, last last uh, main episode we did um was on um Ring from nineteen ninety eight. And uh since then I've um taken a bit of a dive into that franchise, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Since the last, since pretty much the start of this month, I've watched Ring Two from the, for, uh, the Japanese Ring Two, Spiral, Sonic 3 D, 3D, Sonic Free D Two, and Twenty Nineteen Sonic.
0: Awesome! So that means.
1: I've seen all the Japanese films, with the exception of Ring Kanzenban and Sadako DX.
0: What about uh, Ring the – well, you said films, because I'm pretty sure isn't there a TV show called Ring the Final Chapter?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's why I specified films. Okay,
0: yeah. So, nice, nice. So, you're (laughs) just missing the 95 TV movie, the new movie that just came out, and did you say that was it?
1: Yeah, for the Japanese series at least. Like, like obviously, I've got. uh, Well, I've got like the knockoff films if you want to count those.
0: No, I don't count
1: Japanese. (laughs) Yeah, I got the Ring Two and Rings, as well as the Ring Virus Left, alongside the two Japanese films left.
0: Gotcha, and uh, you'll have the short film Rings from two thousand two. Ah, yes, that too. So, okay. So you've been on a, a ring, uh... yeah.
1: So much so that I am now about sixty pages into the
0: book. Oh wow! <laughs> how, how's the book? It, it's
1: it, it's. I'm quite enjoying it actually. Um, it's definitely made me realize that the uh, how streamlined the 1998 film is in comparison. Um, really, yeah. Like, uh, like it's. Pretty much all of the general events that I'm up to in the novel have happened. Like I'm up to um, Asakawa has just watched the tape mm-hmm. and uh, we. And I think in the next chapter is when Ryuji gets introduced. Ryuji and Asakawa are not um, ex-husband, ex-wife in this film. Uh, isn't no, it uh, in this
0: film? Isn't it two females? No, Asakawa is a man. Okay. In Um, the novel. So it takes out kind of the love, the love subplot that the tension there.
1: Yeah. uh, I wouldn't say like Ryuji being like a neglectful father um, is sort of taken from Asakawa in the novel, which is interesting Hmm. Uh, because Asakawa is, and it's interesting as well uh, that I, I, I had a little bit more in-depth thoughts on this earlier, but um, it's kind of, he's. It, I think there's some commentary about um, the overworking situation in Japan. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but Asakawa is completely taken over by his work in in both the film
0: and in well, the movie as well. In, <laughs> in real life, Koji Suzuki was trying to be a writer while also being a school teacher Mm -hmm. so part of that could have just been him reflecting on his life and how crazy it was being both a writer Mm -hmm. and a school teacher
1: maybe but but I'd say the neglect of um, not Yoichi, Yoko in the novel um, is probably a bit more directly referenced or directly sort of directly pointed out in the novel whereas the film is sort of it's if you pay attention, you can, you'll definitely notice it. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're not really look, paying too much attention, you, you could easily miss it. You know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited and curious to see how this goes. Cause, um, cause I'm hoping to read, um, spiral and the third book loop, mm-hmm. uh, after this, and the interesting thing with the loop is that it is all of the novels have had some sort of adaptation except for loop. Um, well, movie adaptation, I should say. Loop has apparently been ad- adapted into a video game very loosely. I've
0: heard loop is the most sci-fi of them all.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> but I would like to maybe one day cover the books so maybe we can go like even more in depth um, at a future, yeah. at a future point where we talk about books. Um, yeah, if-
1: hopefully by that time um, the last book, Tide, um, will finally have an English release. Because mm-hmm. I think that is the only one I think that does not have an English release. Interesting. I didn't. And that's know the that. one that Sadako twenty nineteen is based on. Really? Yeah. Sadako 3D is based on the fourth book, um, which is S. Or, well, fourth book, not including Birthday. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: So besides Ring, have you done, watched anything else, or have you just been all Ring?
1: Not really anything else, Toku. It's just been getting through the Ring
0: franchise at the moment. Gotcha see unfortunately to die more and more from them
1: <laughs> as i went on
0: <laughs> i uh, unfortunately i haven't had any time i've been working crazy hours and uh Damn, they actually just extended my hours by 1 hour each day so oh i work God. 5 days a week um 9 hours already so now it's going to be 10 hours, uh, ten oh hours to 5 days a week
1: I would not live
0: through that. (laughs) Plus, plus driving, which is about twenty minutes from my house to to where I work, so there's an extra uh, twenty minutes a day, five days. uh, So that's a hundred minutes. So there's another hour and a half. Um, Plus, like I could not live through that at (laughs) all. Plus, like you know, showering, changing clothes, and whatnot. Um, And I get off at eleven o'clock at night. Um and then I usually have to do like my other things after 11 so I don't really have a lot of time right now to watch Toku and on my days off I've been uh cleaning my house so I've been absolutely nowhere with my Tokusatsu I it's it was a struggle to cr- uh crunch in the uh two versions of the film that we are talking about today and even then i was really tired through both of them so i might have nodded off a little bit here and there oh cheating
1: (laughs) but cheating
0: on these movies how could you but it's uh, i i have been busy but you know maybe maybe soon i can uh slow down i i am i'm wanting to once i get my house clean uh I'm down to really, and honestly, the last room I really need to, like, clean through. Um, Mm -hmm. After this coming Wednesday, uh, I should be pretty well good to go. Um, So Thursday, depending on what my best friend wants to do, uh, I might finally get down and sit and watch some some tokusatsu, because I haven't done that. You should sit down and watch Sadako 3D. If I had a copy, I probably would. If I... if I uh,
1: I mean, it's it's probably the most obviously Tokusatsu of any of the other films. Fair.
0: But I... I mean, I've got plenty of, the, of stuff I need to watch.
1: Um, and... I can't wait for you to watch Sadako 3D and 3D 2. Bro, those movies made me really appreciate Sadako vs. Kayako. Well, I haven't
0: seen that one either, <laughs> ironically <laughs> we'll have to see what uh what i think of those if those uh 3d 2 doesn't have a physical neither does Soda- Setico versus kayako but Setico 3d does so i do i do plan on watching that one um but i have been working on some stuff and uh if you keep your eyes out you will see me appear in some other some side shows. um and you know a certain magazine, as per usual, um, but that's really yeah, all. I, I wonder what that could be? Yeah, right. Um, but a lot of there's. Uh, I will say this: there's a lot of exciting stuff coming. I know I keep saying that, but there is. Um, Rex knows about most of it. Um, yes, and I'm excited. But we're producing tak- Takashi Amazaki's
1: film. Don't tell anyone. Yeah,
0: yeah. Totally, yeah. We've
1: got the distribution rights.
0: We've got the distribution rights. We're the, we're the brokers. We're going to make the deals. We're going <laughs> to work with Janice Films. We're, on. We're the, Hen- we're,
1: we're the Henry Saperstein duo, duo. Yeah,
0: yes, yes. Uh, Rex is primarily working on the Australian side, and I'm working yes. on the United States and Canadian I'm, side.
1: I, yeah, he's doing that. I'm doing, like, the whole Commonwealth.
0: Yeah, we're... We're going to be the next big uh, American Westerners. Westerners, not American because Rex is not American. We're uh, international pictures. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're, not, we're we're not American. Interna- we are just international. Or we could – what if we put a, AIP and it's just a international picture? A meaning America <laughs> or Australia. For uh... – <laughs> Boom! We're geniuses. AIP 2.0, baby. We could
1: just have our different branches be American International Pictures, Australian International Pictures.
0: But we would have to put two for for American because there's already an AIP.
1: Ah, oh, these things happen. Just let's just commit fraud and pretend to be a AIP re- returning from the grave.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll try and do that even though their entire library is owned by DreamWorks. Huh. Um, but I do have a little game we can play. Uh, we tried to do this before, and I feel like it's going to be a disaster, but we're going to try and figure out a game we can play so it's not just two talking mouths being boring, because we're obviously boring. There's nothing we say that's interesting or exciting. Mm-hmm. What What have we ever offered to the viewers? Honestly, nothing. Um, But I do, we have a game today called Fact or Opinion. The way this game goes is Rex and I have both five statements, and we're going to read them off to each other, and we're going to have to figure out, out of the five statements, two of them are not factual and simply opinions, while the other three are facts. So, we're going to have to figure out which ones are the opinions. Um, Do you want me to go first, Rex, or do you want to go first? Sure, you go first. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? This is going to be a difficult one. Oh, no. Yes. You ready? Okay. Number one The velociraptors from Jurassic Park sound like turtles mating. Number two Spider Man is the most popular superhero. Number three, Ultraman is the most popular character in Japan. Four, the Simpsons last more than the MCU. And five, critically, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith is the best of the Star Wars prequels.
1: Damn, you went all movie themed. (laughs) I did, I did. Well, I know the Velociraptor one is a fact. Damn.
0: I thought I was going to get you on that one.
1: No, I already knew that fact. Oh, like I can verify its validity. I can verify its validity.
0: What have you listened to? Turtles mating.
1: Yes, I used to have some very interesting friends.
0: I'm I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um. So what were the other four again, sorry, outside of, like, the Star Wars one? So Spider-Man is the most popular superhero. Ultraman is the most popular character in Japan. The Simpsons last more than the MCU. Critically, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith is the best of the prequels.
1: Hmm. I'm going to say Ultraman is a superhero, you said, right?
0: Ultraman is the most popular character in Japan. Oh, opinion. Okay, there's one. Um
1: so Spider-Man, Star Wars, and sorry, my brain died. What was the other one?
0: The Simpsons last oh, Simpsons. more than the MCU. The Simpsons last
1: more? Yes. What, like it'll last longer? <laughs>
0: The Simpsons last more than the MCU. I'm not giving you anything else but that. Um, I deliberately picked hard wording for some of these. Uh, pin?
1: I feel like the Spider-Man one sounds right, because Spider-Man definitely is among the most popular heroes. Because like, you got like Batman, Superman... Uh Iron Man, Spider-Man. I, I don't know if the X-Men would be as popular nowadays as they used to be. Um but Spider-Man's always been big. So I'm gonna say fact question mark on Spider-Man. Okay. Cause That's like the, he, hmm?
0: that is uh correct.
1: Okay. Um Star Wars being... Was it the most critically successful, did
0: you say? Critically, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith is the best of the prequels.
1: Oh, of the prequels. I mean, yeah, almost definitely. I'm going to say that's a
0: fact. Is that your final answer? Is it wrong? That is incorrect. So based off of critical consensus, based off of Rotten Tomatoes, critically... Star uh Star Rogue One a Star Wars story is the best oh my of god. the prequels. Oh my god. Oh my god. Then this, it's a... Star Wars Revenge of the Sith and then it's uh Solo a Star Wars story. Oh my god. He, he, I didn't say the prequel trilogy. Mongrel. I said of the prequels. You
1: mongrel.
0: I said I picked specific wording for the so you're a
1: mongrel, honestly.
0: So Rex, you'll get half a point for that one.
1: <laughs> um so what, I'm at like two point five
0: points? Well Or is or is the Ultraman one correct? The Ultraman one was correct. So I guess you two and a half points, yes.
1: Three and a half, actually. Because Spider Man and the Velociraptors. Um,
0: well if it's one one and a half it'd be one and uh, it'd be two and a half. Or no, I guess it would be three. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, you're yes. right. Don't three point five. Three point five out of five. Not dare you try gaslighting me. I'm offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. What um, do you got?
1: So the last one was Simpsons. The last one. Good. Well, oh, you, can't fact, you can't guess yeah. anymore. You can't guess anymore because you've. I guess that would be a fact. Yeah.
0: Uh, and that is true. The Simpsons runs a hundred and eighty-four hours. Oh, that's what you mean by lot I think it's 484. I'd have to double-check, but runtime-wise, the life. seasons last longer than than the MCU right now. How many seasons is that? I know it's over 50. 38. 38. Oh, my God. It's 38? Yep. And 39 has been also uh, picked up, so it'll have Jeez. 39 seasons. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what do you got for me, Rex?
1: Alrighty, so let's see. Shin Godzilla is the best Godzilla movie. Scotland loves unicorns. You shouldn't say Dr. Seuss. If a penny dropped from the top of the Empire State Building, you would die. Twitter's $8 verification is an objectively poor
0: system. <laughs> 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 okay, so I'm going to get it out of the way. Four is a fact. And two is a fact.
1: So, Scotland loves unicorns and the penny dropped yes. would it kill you are facts?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I know you, so one is obviously an opinion. You see,
1: because... I neglected in my wording.
0: Oh, you did it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> So, because miss- financially speaking, it well, audience-wise, it did not. Oh, because it won Best Picture Get
1: awards. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 So three and five. What were three and five?
1: Um, you shouldn't say Doctor Seuss. And Twitter's eight dollar verification is an objectively poor
0: system. So I am going to say five is a f- is. Wait, okay, so you have – oh, wait. Both of those are the opinions. Here's why. Twitter, Twitter's whole idea of the $8 system is to prevent scammers, which in theory – in bots, which in theory will work because they can't pay for those bots to uh, be bots and do what they're supposed to be doing with the verified system. So objectively, it is – it is it. It's not a bad idea, but um, if we're talking just practically, it is. <laughs> um, and then you shouldn't say Doctor Seuss. I'm. I don't even know what. what that means.
1: <laughs> so Scotland loves unicorns is a fact because it's their national animal.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Did you know that already?
0: I've definitely heard that one before.
1: Interesting, I never have. Um, you shouldn't say Doctor Seuss because the actual pronunciation is Doctor Soyce or something like that.
0: So it's a fact. Yes. Really.
1: Yes. You said a penny dropped from the a penny dropped from the top of the Empire State Building would kill you.
0: I've heard that one before.
1: Yeah, that's false. So it's an opinion. Interesting. It would it would hurt you, but it wouldn't kill you. Interesting, because um, I be- I don't know if it's actually been tested, but there was, I believe, the velocity that it would be traveling at. Even if a penny was traveling at the speed of light, it cannot. It can. I don't think it can pierce your skin, okay. or at least not in a way that would kill you. Um, and then Twitter's eight verification is an opinion. So you basically you only got like run one, right?
0: I got did two you say? right. I got oh, two right? I got two of out of five. I got two out of five.
1: So, so you, on your you, I, I guess win. you win. Okay. I'm the, I'm the proud winner of Kaiju Conversation's first uh fact or opinion game.
0: Yeah, this was kinda stupid. It was, but oh well.
1: I, I still got I still got my prize. I was,
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, what your fight? <laughs> right, Tell me, tell me, what did you win? What did you win? I'll Pride. wait. Pride. Oh, whoop-de-do, whoop-de-do. Anyways, moving on from that, whatever that was. Who knows? Let us know if you want us to, to to do that again, or if you have an idea for a better game. We're always looking for recommendations. Um, so if mm-hmm. you guys have something, let's let's hear it he's Um, desperate i am i am i'm not a fun person and all the stuff i had just didn't sound right but moving on from that uh man we've kind of blown through this really fast Hmm. i just realized we did our intro we talked about what we've been doing and we did the game and it's only been like 35 minutes us- usually it takes us like 40 to 50 minutes to get through the this opening. Hey,
1: maybe you'll get some
0: sleep. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen because <laughs> I have to drive home and even if we stopped right now, I still wouldn't get home till about 5:15. But well, that, considering it's the I don't get that counts. Home, It is the thought that counts. Thank you so much, Rex. <laughs> Your contribution is forever appreciated. Mm-hmm. But moving on, we could talk a bit about the movie that we are covering. The movie that nobody obviously knows what we're covering. Not um, even I know what we're covering. Right? Like, it's, and it's. I've watched it. It's such a. Watched what? I don't know. Me neither. I feel like I have amnesia because I don't even remember what we're covering.
1: Mm. Are we even covering a movie? I'm not sure.
0: I think so. Hopefully the audience can help us, even though obviously they don't read the title or look at the square. So they they are in the exact same boat as we are. They have no idea what. So, we're so
1: you know what I said about children not watching this audience, uh, not watching this podcast. Uh huh. We are appealing entirely to the door of the explorer demographic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can Am you help us? Hey, audience <laughs> listener. Tell us what our title says. Awesome. for
1: Godzilla.
0: No, no, we're not supposed to say it, Rex. We wait for them to say it. That what? was them. I didn't say a thing. Oh, you... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, we're covering that movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Great job. Let's <laughs> sing a song to celebrate. Mosuraya i'm I'm
1: a bigger fan of family friendly news song but anyways what you can that's you jam, jam
0: nothing oh uh, it's okay so yeah thank you audience listeners that totally mm-hmm. said what our title was
1: I'm what definitely I didn't click off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for the the last few listeners listening, our two listeners, me and Rex, because Rex has to listen. That's a to high, a high a high estimate. Two, you have to listen to them to edit, and I use exactly. to, I use these to go to bed. I'm <laughs> so not <serious>. even joking. <laughs> I'm not. At, look, hey, look. The other there was like a a day last week where I was like, I wonder how the Juwan episode came out. So. I put on my headphones. I listened to it because I like the fact that we don't sound like we're talking through potatoes. I was like, Ooh, this is pretty good. And like five minutes in, I kid you not of me talking. I was fast asleep. And I I can not tell
1: if you were bored of yourself or if
0: um... I've been told that my voice is like, it's very, I don't know if soothing is the right word, but um Definitely. i've had my best friend has fallen asleep to me just talking to him um one of my old friends she uh she and i were on the phone and this actually happened twice with two different friends uh both i was on the phone with them uh not at the same time uh and both of them fell asleep while talking to me just in one of them she was like your voice is just so soothing, like it—it it just makes me really tired. Um, when when I'm just talking and it's all the same thing, like sit sit back and unpack. You may be here a while, but now you should narrate an audiobook. I know I should get me like, or get me on like nature. The wild penguin starts his journey through the Arctic Circle. Through his journey, he will have to endeavor multiple different feats of strength, such as swimming away from sea lions, enduring the harsh weather, and humankind. I'd be great... I'd be perfect. Get me to do the audiobook for Godzilla King of the Monsters so I can get everybody asleep by the second page. <laughs> It'd be great. And then they'd be like, dude, this book knocks me out. Yeah, it does me too, except it doesn't make me fall asleep. It literally knocks me out for how horrible I'm it. gonna knock you out. Stop. Yeah. What? <laughs> Stop. What? Isn't isn't that a song that was in one of the ads or something? Yes. Oh my god, don't remind me of that one.
1: Yeah, it was the one that, that uh
0: showed that spoiler character off. Burning Godzilla? Yeah. Ah, okay. Fire Godzilla, actually, according to Playmates.
1: Burning Godzilla, according to literally everyone else.
0: F- critical Mass Godzilla for basing it off of what it does, like Godzilla Unleashed.
1: Yeah, but since when were the video games relevant?
0: Never. And if you want to hear us talk about video games, <laughs> let me tell you, there is a bonus episode coming out talking about Gigabash's announcement, and there will be a bonus mini-sode on the YouTube channel where we sit for like 15 minutes and I'm a nihilist about video games. Rex is totally going to post those pretty soon.
1: Mm-hmm. Whenever they're finished in the editing bay.
0: Yes. Which has taken a long time. Shut up. No. Make me. You can't make okay. me. Okay. You can't make Maybe me. not here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the editing bay. <laughs> so, yes, we you know, are, if are. I could just case. end the recording right here. Oh, or I'll make God. It all entirely myself. Oh, God. Then they could never fall asleep because they'd hear your voice. I mean, they already would have fallen asleep by now. Because of my voice? Yeah. Dang. So Rex is going to do the uh, conclusion today. So get ready for that. (laughs) But yes, we are talking about the 1964 film Musarate Gojira. Also known as Mothra vs. Godzilla, also released in the United States as Godzilla vs. The Thing or Godzilla vs. Mothra.
1: Yes, not to be confused with the 1992 film Godzilla vs. Mothra.
0: Also known as Godzilla and Mothra The Battle for Earth. Mm hmm. So we are celebrating Godzilla's birthday this month by covering our next Godzilla movie. It's been a while since uh, our last one. Our last one was March of two thousand twenty-one, I believe. Oh dear God! Um, where we covered Godzilla? Oh no, we did. Year. We did the fifth anniversary for twenty fourteen, but that wasn't like a full blown episode. That was more of a retrospective. Hmm. Um. But Godzilla vs. Kong was the last one we covered, which I think was April. It might have been April of 2021, but that was with a special guest host, uh, Michael. Uh, Michael Hamilton from the Kaiju Ramen Media and Kaiju Weekly Podcast, Power Trip Podcast. Um, before then, it was the Japanese version of King Kong versus Godzilla you and I had covered. Um, was it really I,
1: that long ago?
0: Wow. Yeah. Because we are going in order, so... <clears throat> it had to be king kong versus godzilla uh, hmm. and that came what out you know what
1: Godzilla film we're covering next
0: no clue <laughs> um but we're finally getting back into godzilla here covering what i read as one of the most critically well-received showa films oh yeah
1: um, more critically well-received films in the series in general honestly
0: yeah um so Mothra vs. Godzilla, obviously directed by Ashiro Honda, music by Akira Ifakube. Effects Special effects from Suburaya, Ashi Tsuburaya starring Hiroshi Kozumi, right?
1: Yep. Akira um, Takarada and Yuriko Hoshi.
0: Mm-hmm. With uh, side characters uh, from actors like uh, Yoshio Su- 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 Suchia, um and... Oh, Kenji Sahara. Kenji Sahara.
1: Juntazaki. And how could we forget Yumi and
0: Emi Ito? Yes, yes. The AKA peanuts. The peanuts. So, stellar classic Toho cast here. Mm. Um, you don't well, really get much. More all our A list is. Right. The only one that's really missing is Takashi Shimura.
1: And, and Akira Kubo, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but he was a little later on. He, well, yeah. After, well, in, I mean, he'd been introduced in like Matango, Matango earlier. Right, right. Um, or like Toshiro Mifune. Um, yeah,
1: but Mifune was only ever like the only sort of like kaiju related film he did was um, Free Treasures. Right.
0: But like your, your Honda A list actors were all here, your Kurosawa, not so much. Mm -hmm. Um, This was because around this time, I think, uh, uh, specifically uh, Shimura, he was working with Kurosawa and didn't have time to film uh, big roles for Honda. So Mothra versus Godzilla, he couldn't be involved with whatsoever. Mm. Um, But he did come back uh, later in the year, evidently. Yes, yes, but we will talk about that one whenever we get to that episode. Wonder when that could be. Wonder two. Um, <laughs> so, where do you want to start talking about this movie?
1: Um, probably just a pretty basic summary, I suppose. You know? Okay, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, like a synopsis.
0: Up. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give that? I, I I could try, but, you know, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Sure. I mean, I'm probably going to jump around a bit, too. Um, now, we're not going to spend an hour trying to do this like we did with Juwan. No,
1: this isn't on. The story's a little bit simpler. Um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, no crazy time jumping around here. No, no. Or is there? Dun, dun, dun. Um, but yeah, so Mofra vs. Godzilla, uh, opens with a tsunami that, um, not only drives Godzilla, uh, it tears up a fair bit of, um, some Japanese, was it an oil refining? Whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, point is Godzilla is washed up on shore and so is Mofra's egg soon enough. A man, a businessman named Kumayama, um... Buys the Mothra egg from the from the people whose land Mothra's egg appeared on, and and tries to exploit the egg while a group of reporters, uh, well, two reporters and a scientist, try to get the egg back to Mothra. Soon enough, Godzilla makes landfall and uh, land and out. To, he whatever, lands out. Whatever. Potato, potato, and yeah. Soon enough, they they have to beg for uh, Mothra's forgiveness to to get her to fight Godzilla, and she does, but eventually dies. R.I.P. the original Mothra. And as Godzilla continues his rampage, and a group of school children are trapped on an island with Godzilla, the other two Mothras have uh, the Mothra egg hatches, revealing two off her and they fight and defeat Godzilla. The end.
0: And they all live happily ever after. Yes,
1: so... To destroy Tokyo.
0: Yes. So, to kind of start off here, I guess uh, I kind of wanted to go and establish kind of where Toho was with Godzilla at this point. Mm -hmm. So, prior to this, you had the huge hit King Kong vs. Godzilla, and there is an episode where we cover King Kong vs Godzilla, so definitely check that one out uh, yes to hear huge our huge. to hear our uh, discussion on that one. Give but, us views
1: as we give our views.
0: yeah, but Hugh, one of the largest films of all time in Japan, so fresh off this, they give Honda a gap year to prep for more Godzilla. In that gap year, he did Atragon and Matongo, also known as Attack of the Mushroom People. We also have a great episode talking about Matongo. I would recommend listening to, just so you kind of have that chronological order of how this kind of, of what was going on. on Atragon yet though. Right. We haven't talked about Atragon yet. Eventually we might soon enough. But I definitely feel like Matanga would be relevant because of the Oxbury printer and then King Kong vs. Godzilla just simply because, you know, that's the prior Godzilla film. So Honda had a gap year. In this gap year, Shinji Sekizawa was given essentially a job to write the next Godzilla movie. He had written King Kong vs. Godzilla. Before this, he did Giant Monster Varen and Mothra. Those mm-hmm. were his other two kaiju films. He initially wrote a, what would basically be a direct sequel to Mothra. Uh, having I mean, first,
1: wasn't it a um, continuation, King Kong vs. Godzilla? Yes,
0: yeah, so you had King Kong vs. Godzilla continuation, which was a direct sequel to King Kong vs. Godzilla. That did not go through. There was, but. I believe
1: some aspects from that draft did God, end up carrying over to, to Mothra vs. Godzilla's first draft.
0: Correct. Um, most notably, Godzilla wash, a dead Godzilla washing up on shore uh, at the beginning of... Originally, in
1: the first draft of this film's script, it was Godzilla that
0: washed up ashore, not Mothra's egg. Correct. And then they would exploit it, and that was found in both treatments for king kong versus godzilla continuation and the original mothra versus godzilla draft except in that it was a bit more directly connected to the original mothra with
1: uh the fictional country from mothra being um uh, individuals who were from that country were the antagonists right than just some japanese entrepreneurs
0: right and the cast for uh, – or the initial characters for the original draft for Mothra versus Godzilla, it was a lot bigger. It was not as personal and like closed, tiny cast. It was a lot bigger. Uh, you had the exclusion of the Mothra larvae at the end of the film. Mothra yeah. was going to put Godzilla in a cocoon, and Mothra was going to win uh, as hmm. an adult. So those are kind of the major things that I picked up on that were like different between the original draft and the final film. Was there anything I really missed besides, you know, obviously Uh, the fact that it was a lot closer to being an original sequel to Mothra than a continuation from King Kong versus Godzilla?
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's like probably the most, those are the most notable, um, notable uh, differences between it. Like you still got the themes of the greed um, and anti-corporate sort of themes going on in the films, which sort of connects it as a, which makes it thematically a sequel to both King Kong versus Godzilla and the original Mothra.
0: Right. Now I will say uh, when they started going and doing this film, one thing they really wanted to do was bring Godzilla back to his roots more of a serious, dark, menacing character, and branch away from that comedic King Kong vs. Godzilla iteration, which I think they do really well. Godzilla is obviously the villain and obviously the bad guy here.
1: Mm. And it helps that his design is also um, made to look more threatening than it was in King Kong vs. Godzilla.
0: Correct. Um, this was a new suit. Nakajima actually had a lot more input in creating yeah. the suit than any past suit. Uh, one of the things he recommended was putting heels in the bottom of Godzilla's feet so he could walk easier. And then it was also a lot more, uh, slim so he could move better. It was still heavy and he still lost like 20 pounds per shoot. But, yeah, but I don't think that ever changed. <laughs> no, it really didn't. But it gave him at least a... It gave him some input. And that's and where a slightly he, more comfortable experience.
1: And right. workable, too, because the heels um, helped him keep his footing a bit
0: better. Right. And this even got Nakajima to grow closer to Eiji Superaya because he had to work with them more one-on-one, which... Hmm uh ended up working out pretty well, I would say, and then I think Nakajima would end up really missing uh Tsuburaya because then you know following that, I feel like the suits were be less they were more practical and not what the suit actors needed. I know specifically uh Satsuma had issues with fiberglass claws for Gigant. They were really heavy. The Hetero suit was just really immobile stuff like that. Hmm. I mean, the whole
1: heels um got removed as soon as um Yeah. Nakajima stopped playing Godzilla.
0: Yeah, he uh, he actually said, "Once I stopped once I retired, they no longer put heels in Godzilla." Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> so I mean, if we're going to talk about the Godzilla suit, I really like the Godzilla design. I love the 64 uh, suit. It's
1: one of the best um, suits from the Showa era in particular.
0: I would agree. I, I quite enjoy it. Out of the three we've had, four, 54, 55, and 62, and now 64, I would say it's my favorite, with a close second being 54, and then following that would be... Uh, 62 and then 55. Mm. I I quite like 64. I prefer the other one to six. I prefer 64b to 64a. But mm. I enjoy me, 64 a lot. Mm. For me, um,
1: I really like both the 64 and 62 suits. So usually, my go-to for saying which one's my favorite, I'll usually say 62, but. Honestly, it kind of depends day to day, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: wh- where would you put 54 above or below 64? Um, for me, I prefer 62 and 64 to oh. 54. Okay. Makes 54, sense. 54, I, I see sort of like as, a, as the baseline. Mm hmm.
0: Speaking of uh, 64 and 54, I just forgot, I realized I forgot to mention this was the 10th anniversary of Godzilla. Uh, This this was 10 years after the original. uh, So this was the first anniversary movie that has now become very well established that at least every 10 years Toho will ensure a movie is put out. It was
1: such a good anniversary. We had two films this
0: year. We did. We did. <laughs> it was so nice. <laughs> mm. Um but going back to the suit, I did uh want to note Nakajima did have some issues like seeing in it. Yeah. Um, it it he had so many uh these problems to the point that he ended up tripping on set. A lot, and most famously falling into the Nagoya Castle, which it took them two weeks to build that miniature. Yeah. Except they built it so well that it didn't That it was faster. too
1: strong, it wouldn't fall on their yeah. first take.
0: So then they had to fix it and then shoot it again, and then they messed up again, and then they had to <laughs> fix it, and then they had to build it again, which that took two weeks to build. So they had to do like three <laughs> takes. It's so time-consuming, but it, it just – it adds to the fact that you, you had to do things perfect on shoots like this or else it just wasn't going to work out. Yeah. I even – I wanted to point out that uh, you can tell in the film that they're using different takes because it's so sporadic with its editing. Editing? That yeah. – that it, Yeah, it's,
1: I like, noticed that when I was um, watching the American cut specifically, that scene.
0: Yeah, because it, it jumps around a lot for kind of no reason. It's kind of like the same, it's the same like two or three angles every time.
1: Like it looked fine when I watched the Japanese version, but then when I watched the American version, I was like, hey, the editing feels a bit interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. And I noticed that there's quite a few uh, fast-paced cuts throughout the film, especially yeah. during the uh, end fight. Not the end fight. Well, I, I both both concluding fights, I noticed there's some pretty fast, sporadic editing.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the the main titular fight between the adult Mofra and Godzilla um, has a lot of... Um... Has a very raids again esque um, like yes. fast motion,
0: yes, which I
1: did not remember at all. But like one shot where Godzilla like trips over that I
0: remember being really fast,
1: mm-hmm. and it was I didn't it was the rest of it being that fast.
0: It was the same techniques, except this time it was not an accidental thing; it was on purpose. Mm. the The whole Mothra adult fight with Godzilla is very animalistic. Uh, yeah. Much like... it's
1: similar to Raids again.
0: Yeah, except this time they had the proper time, and it actually looks pretty decent.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's a really good fight, and it's certainly a, a weeks above in choreography to um, the 1992 fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would even Sorry. say I got a I got her for a for jabs at that movie. It's I, figured kind of you would. I figured you would. I'd even go as far as to say it's way better than uh, Rates Again, because both are kind of similar yeah. things. Uh, but Mothra, however, Mothra in this film is so lively. She's never been this lively ever since.
1: Yeah, the only film that in any way compares to how lively she is in this one is 2003. I,
0: yeah, I would agree with that um but not the 1992 film there's your next jab <laughs> I'm even, sorry
1: I just got to get it out of me
0: even in animation uh for like planet eater mothra wasn't very animated and I mean, she, she basically just
1: she basically just went forward right for right. Like 10
0: seconds and, <laughs> and then and in, it was a
1: silhouette
0: right and then in king of the monsters Mothra, she is lively, but she also has com- kind of that floating motion that...
1: Yeah, particularly would... during her right-hand fight.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, So, you know, one thing I will praise this film for is how lively Mothra is. Mm. And the the effects in this film are really good. This was the first Godzilla film to use the Oxbury. Uh the, yeah the first film being, uh, Matongo. Yeah. Being Matongo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was still kind of a new item. It, yeah. It, it does
1: show it's fl- at least from a modern perspective on HD TVs. It shows it definitely shows its flaws. Like, um, say, um, during Godzilla's first, like main rampage through the city. It's I, there's still like little holes um and obviously Godzilla's size is a little inconsistent as well.
0: Yeah, I I definitely noticed on like his opening rampage like the shots where he's like far back, it looks like Godzilla's kind of clipping out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the and the castle when he when he's approaching the castle, not only does he look uh a lot bigger um same with when he's, like, going over the mountain to the um, island with the kids. Um, mm-hmm. He looks a lot bigger. But also, I think, I'm pretty sure there's, like, there's, there's like, must be, like, a specific color um, that, like, has just been completely removed. It's probably just because there's little gaps in him,
0: mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And, uh, but that being said, I, I still think there's quite a few... Great composite shots with the Oxbury, especially with your peanuts. Absolutely. Uh, the peanuts I thought looked astounding. They're, they're very well integrated into the film. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree. And and it helps with having
1: um not just having them be solely composited in. It helps that there were the gigantic props um yes. for them. That were like, uh, like eight times eight, eight, eight times the size, that's it. Yeah, I wanted to say eight meters tall,
0: <laughs> but no. The the effects in this film, I think, are pretty. I wouldn't say they're peak show a Godzilla, but I'd say they're they're like this is decent. This they is are very
1: they are very solid for their time. I would say
0: yes, I I agree, and you know I think I think this film does. Godzilla a favor with its effects. It even has the first burning Godzilla. Going back to <laughs> that, we had our very first of the burning Godzillas, which yes. is always, uh, always a warm welcome. It was welcome. very intentional
1: in this case.
0: Yeah, it's a warm welcome. <laughs> but it's... Get it? Warm. Oh my god. <laughs> Now, one thing about this film that I think is really good, um, talking about the effects, and this this will go into the uh, human side as well, is this film was shot at the same time as Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. They were mm-hmm. filming both pretty much back-to-back and then editing them in the editing room. Uh, mm-hmm. You even had... Uh, Hiroshi Kuzumi play the same character Dr. Mirai. He appears Wait, as... Is he
1: actually the same character?
0: It's it's the same name, same actor, same they're both scientists. So I don't know if they are the same character but he plays the same character. Does that
1: make sense? You you're just giving me a mind-blowing revelation right here. Hold on. No way.
0: And then Akira Takarada and, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Um, 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 Yuriko Hoshi. Yuriko Hoshi play basically the same characters, but the roles are reversed in Ghidorah. But, uh, Hiroshi Kozumi plays Dr. Mirai in both
1: Wasn't there another guy instead of Takarada and Ghidorah?
0: Uh, no. Pretty, I, pretty sure. Am I, am I crazy? So I I don't think
1: I mean it's yeah, just it's Yosuke, it's Yosuke uh, Natsuki.
0: Oh, that's right, Natsuki. Detective yeah. Shindo. Yes, that's it. Um Sorry, I'm just looking
1: up if Hiroshi Koizumi is actually playing the same Dr. character. Doctor Murai. Oh my God, he is Doctor. Yeah, Professor. Miro, Professor. Professor Miro. Oh my God. Oh my God. So. I- did not know this at all. Yeah,
0: I, was, I will say, watching this film again, because I don't watch this film a lot, I was surprised how many references. Like, this actually felt like it was connected to other films because it, it, yeah, everybody knows Mothra, everybody knows Godzilla. They don't mm. reference King Kong versus Godzilla, but
1: it's like, I mean, last we saw Godzilla, he fell into the ocean. Mm hmm where did he come from? The he ground. was washed up on, on
0: shore. Right. So and then everybody's like Mothra, Mothra um like everything about it and there's even parallels to the original Mothra with your two main villains trying to do the exact same thing that
1: uh what's his name?
0: Uh did Carl's N- uh, ch- uh, Carl Nelson Nelson. No. Yeah did in the original Mothra I was kind of surprised because it's like this actually feels like a connected like universe mm. which mm. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's sort of
1: similar to um, King Kong vs. Godzilla in the sense with that Mothra plot of um, Kumayama and Tor- Toru Torahata, uh, yes um, with them sort of being like the Nelson of this um, yeah. film and in yeah. the original script, them literally uh, being characters from Roslicka.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, this film reminded me that, yes, these films are all connected. And at mm-hmm. one point, before they kind of stopped caring and just became a factory putting this stuff out, they were putting thought into creating more closely connected films.
1: Oh, there absolutely is continuity in the show timeline. Um, particularly in these earlier entries.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, King Kong vs.
1: Godzilla, um, with Godzilla's first appearance, continued on from where Rage Again
0: ended. So Right, and I think a lot of people don't give the films credit for that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like People kind of just dismiss the show of continuity as uh, um, not really caring for, you know, having actual proper continuity from the previous films. Whereas the Heisei era, that, that's the one that really did it right, you know?
0: Totally, totally. Yeah,
1: they they didn't ever botch continuity at all. Ever? No. Um, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> but, no, this, this film, I think, Sekizawa did outstanding. I, I think this is Sekizawa's prime. Uh, the mid-60s that being right exactly uh, that being said however I found this film kind I I don't know if this is going to be where we change opinions or what I think this movie is boring
1: you see for me I I don't know on my so, when I first watched this movie, I absolutely loved the whole, the entire movie, whole way through. The second, t- which was this was back in like 2019 ish. Mm-hmm. The second time I watched this film was back in like I want to say twenty nineteen or twenty twenty ish. I was bored out of my mind.
0: <laughs> this movie moves at a snail's pace for me, but this time, um, for me. I think the first half.
1: I really enjoyed the first half, but when Godzilla comes in, it, it's sort of probably around somewhere between after Godzilla shows up to around when the characters are going to Infant Island. Mm-hmm. That is when the movie really starts to wane for me, and it gets and it gets to its absolute worst after Mafra
0: dies. I agree. I don't see I'm gonna be real when I watch Godzilla movies or like put on audio commentaries Mothra versus Godzilla is one of the last films I'll pick Mm. I have never liked watching this movie this movie has always been kind of a chore for me I don't find myself enjoying it
1: you see I, I think I think the actual first act is really strong
0: I I like characters. I agree. Like, I think the first... Oh, yeah.
1: I love Koizumi Takarada and Hoshi's characters in particular.
0: But once once Godzilla appears, I kind of check out. It kind Mm. of gets boring.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the drama just doesn't really go anywhere that's particularly satisfying. You know?
0: and um, like there i i think it was peter hayes brother's book pointed this out but there are a ton of pointless plot like subplots in this movie
1: oh definitely i mean there's like the the,
0: the mayor uh, the mayor yeah
1: the mayor who disappears after his second scene um
0: the politician at the beginning about the whole oil field whatever Pointless. Oh yeah, sorry, meant that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because awesome. the only reason they that is solely so they can go back.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, rifles book pointed that out as well. I believe. I think that is so. just there so that they can um, introduce Godzilla.
0: Yeah, and it's like yeah, because when they come back, everybody's the, like nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is there's no more water. Uh, I think it was. Rifle's book was like, "What's the Godzilla skin? Is it skin? Is it poop? Why? Yeah. What's important about it?" I've always interpreted it as Godzilla, Godzilla
1: skin, and that just being like the foreshadowing of likewise his his um presence.
0: But nobody is like, "What is the, like?" It, it's dropped. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It, <laughs> And I never. See, I don't think it
1: necessarily needed to. I, I don't know. I, I think it could have been. I, I agree that that could have been handled better. I honestly, you could probably like remove that politician character entirely from the script.
0: I feel like uh, the script has a lot that needs tightened. I feel oh, like. Absolutely. I think the script is too loose. One of my yeah. biggest f- things I noticed on this rewatch is Mirai initially doesn't. Care at all about the reporters? Yes, and, 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 then, and then suddenly, suddenly he's staying
1: in a room with them together.
0: Yeah, and it's like, what? Yeah,
1: I noticed that too. What? Like,
0: like he why? didn't
1: care for, at all. There's no scene sort of bridging that.
0: No, there's um, not. And I thought maybe I've nodded off and missed something here, but it was really sudden. And I'm like,
1: no, no you're, What's you're going on? Right about that.
0: Because then they're acting all buddy buddy and like. Uh, Takarata's character is like having a casual chat with him, and I'm like, What? Like, yeah. sure you guys are on the same team, but Mirai just a few seconds ago was like, I don't mean, I don't need to be bothered by you. It's, yeah. it's, it reminds me of those scenes where uh, those movies were like there's that romantic tension, but the girl doesn't love the guy, and then they get intimate, and then they love each other. All of a sudden, they're like perfect for each other, except in this yeah. case, like it's three people, and there's no intimate moment. It's just get away from me. I don't want to talk to the press to, hey, we're in a hotel room together. What?
1: Yeah like i don't know it, it, there should have just been a little perhaps a, an extra scene of them with kumayama like could have maybe sort of helped yeah. bridge that
0: gap like the enemy my enemy is my friend or something because yeah, it, it's i feel like that's what it's going for um but it doesn't it doesn't work because then it feels like like so me um, like it feels like they've always been on the same team and it's like that's not how this, just met
1: this You just met these people, Mira. So. Yeah,
0: you you haven't established anybody's team.
1: Yeah.
0: Like what's going on? And then your politician doesn't matter, the mayor doesn't matter. It to me the film rushes the human characters to the point that besides your villains, none of them are as memorable as Future installments. Yeah. And the reason and I mean the, the thing is are, too that a lot of them don't really
1: have a lot to do by the end, right? Um, so the film is just is just um, trying to figure out what they can do right. after which shuts up. To, right?
0: Yeah. Because once once they plead, there's nothing. Their
1: role is essentially over.
0: Yeah, because their whole goal was trying to get the egg. They can't get the egg back, so let's get Mothra to f- kill Godzilla, and then it's up to it's the peanuts. The peanuts are the ones that end up
1: And I think part of the issue is is because Godzilla killed Kumeyama or not kumeyama killed um uh uh Torahada. Mm-hmm. So, and
0: Terohata killed Koyama. Killed
1: yeah, so the antagonists of the film are dead before our second act is even over.
0: Yeah, and it. I, I just. it, To me, the film has a narrative flaw that makes it really boring. And I think yeah. a lot of that comes from the fact that there is no. To me, there feels like there's no substance to the characters. I'm going to compare it to Ghidorah. Now, I'm not going to go into detail because when we talk about Ghidorah, I want to talk about Ghidorah. I don't want to talk about Ghidorah while talking about Mothra, but Ghidorah has characters that all matter. And even by the end, they are still... There is a human plot that is That's still going driven, on. That is still going on. Now, Sekazawa has this I, this plot that he does where the humans have their own story, the monsters are their own story, the humans
1: sometimes parallel of each other, but then usually by the end is when they sort of go sort of cross each other, you know.
0: But in this case the only time they cross over is when Godzilla kills your villain. Not even like near your main characters to like make them a threat he just kills him out of his greed like it's because mm-hmm. of him and i get the idea there because honda was trying to show good versus evil uh greed commercialism capitalism brotherhood corruption. of kind, corruption like and like yes that that works but it also mm-hmm. doesn't it on,
1: on paper it's a it's a good um juxtaposition to our protagonists um but just structurally is where it is where it falls apart completely um with having kumayama and torahada's deaths in the in the film happen when when they are and how they
0: and isn't it like three-fourths way through the film it's not even in the last act yeah, no, it's 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 before Mothra has even fought Godzilla. So like by, by the what would that be? Like the sixty minute It's about mark? like the 50-ish,
1: fifty ish, I wanna say. Fifty. 50, 50,
0: 50 uh yeah, something like that. Somewhere in that in that time frame, your main problem that has As resolved. That we really are like trying to make the problem is resolved. And now mm-hmm. it's the epilogue and of how do you deal with
1: that A remaining a remaining like thirty or so minutes, you know?
0: And then you have the big battle, and just when you think it's over, another one happens. It overstates it's it's a lot like Juan in the sense I feel like the final story, the final battle in this case, yeah. is unnecessary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, suppose, like, I wouldn't say it's necessarily... But it, it, it drags on.
0: It drags I'll, on. I'll agree with that. If you had the Mothra larvae hatch before Mothra dies, and then Mothra dies and the larvae continue the battle like they do in Tokyo and Tokyo West, West. I think that's better, better because then there's not a clear, okay, this battle is over. Now we have to set up the next battle... And then yeah. the final battle. And then the end just comes and they, you know, the larvae float away and everybody's waving and that's it.
1: Yeah. it Very quick ending.
0: <laughs> it's a very quick ending. It doesn't... I get it. Godzilla's supposed to be a very strong and, like, difficult foe for, like, the Mothra larvae to, to, to handle. But I would rather... Have a quick battle, two v one, then try to draw out this long, boring ending. Mm-hmm. I I have never liked this movie. When researching it, I don't understand where people say this is one of the best in the Showa era. I really don't. Yes, its wow. effects are good. Yes, it's got your A-list actors, and they do good in their roles. Their acting is great. I love Takarata. His charisma is there. It's amazing. Uh, Hiroshi Mm -hmm. Kozumi is always a warm welcome. Your main villains are the most memorable part of this film. Not even the main bad guy, but the side bad guy that interacts with our main characters the most is the one that's memorable. And that's because of his, to me, his iconic look.
1: Mm -hmm. That damn mustache.
0: Yeah. And then you have Mothra, which I will say this. I don't like Mothra's look. I think Mothra looks really ratty. Um, I know she's close to death. I mean, she is dying, so. Yeah, (laughs) but she literally looks like death. It's not as bad as Sea Monster's Mothra prop. But I I don't like it for as Yeah, there's no cigarettes on this one. Yeah. But like, I just, I don't see the praise this film gets. I never have. When I put in a Godzilla movie, it 90% of the time will not be a Mothra versus Godzilla. Now, I think I might want to rewatch it just so I can have like another watching under my belt after researching it so much. But Mm. like, I just – it doesn't – this film does not ring true to the praise it gets to me. Mm-hmm. You see, I – I don't know. It's complex because there, there are
1: elements of this film that I really do love. And I I genuinely want to say that I still – that I, like my first viewing, I absolutely love this film, adore it, whatever. But I – I think it's. I really enjoyed the first thirty to forty minutes ish. Mm-hmm. That I re- I thoroughly enjoy. After that point, it's just the the human plot just. There's there's a drive in the drama that is just lost. It like it's largely because our main antagonistic force gets killed too early on, but it's not entirely because of that. I'd say. I just feel that there's. These are really strong leads, but they're not given enough to do.
0: Yes, I, I agree. And like, I, I honestly feel like the best written characters in this film are the infant islanders in the peanuts. I think their story, even though it's the a uh, very minuscule part of this movie, is the most interesting. I like mm-hmm. the infant Islanders the most because of their the clear Hondaism in their characters mm-hmm. and besides that, all that I'm really given is th- what the actors can give, mm-hmm. which you have great actors, so you're mm-hmm. getting a good show for what you're given, but what you're given is not a lot,
1: yeah. And, and I also think that um, while I really like the main rampage, the military scenes are serviceable at best. Uh, yeah. They kind of just feel, they almost feel more like padding to the prior to the main fights rather than all that interesting part, all that of an interesting part of the film. Like, right. I get why they're there,
0: but. And it's. it's- it's cool to see the tie back to King Kong versus Godzilla using electricity, but there's also yeah. not this build up of, yeah, like prepping for it. It's just like, boom, we're out and then yeah. and then as soon as Godzilla obliterates everybody, they're like, "Oh, we're gone. Mm-hmm. And then they leave. like again,
1: I get why it's in the film, and it does it does have its role to play to building up the need for Mafra as mm-hmm. well and just how much how much of a problem Godzilla is. Right. But at the same time, I just don't think they're all that exciting of sequences. Um,
0: the, the best sequence within the uh, military, to my opinion, is the scene that was taken out of the Japanese version, but used in the American version, which was when the American... Mm-hmm. Military ships were firing. Now, granted, it's kind of lacking because it's you know land versus sea. There's not a lot going on, but I thought that was the best effects-wise. Uh, really?
1: I I'd, I'd completely disagree because I thought it just looked like they took the Godzilla suit to a beach um, and just had him walk around and set um, well explosives.
0: I think specifically the the missile launching. Look, oh, the missile, like the ships look
1: good, but mm-hmm. the actual like, shots of Godzilla, uh,
0: it's better I don't, than the I hand, don't find it. it's better than the hand. I'll, I'll agree
1: with that. Um, but from from the Japanese book, I sort of tried um, using Google Translate to give me a rough idea on what it said because there's a little I have this Godzilla vs. book that has a little, little bit of coverage on, um the American cuts for all the Toho Showa films that have, like, significant differences for some Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. There's that in there. Um, So there's a little bit on that. And from the sounds of it, it kind of sounded like these were just not necessarily intended for, like, a specific scene, Um, but these were more, like, additional shots um, that were filmed. Mm -hmm. From the sounds of it, that could be... That could and, be poor translation. And but Toho still.
0: just gave them and said, "If you want to use these, use them."
1: Yeah, at least the Godzilla shots. See, I don't know about
0: the American military. If the Amer- was, like, the film military film, stuff. I don't know if the human scenes were, but I know the ships were Japanese.
1: Uh, yeah, okay, it, they look like they look like Super IFX effects in the in the uh, Toho pool.
0: The the whole story behind that scene is really weird because never has Toho offered a company deleted scenes they can put in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one time this happens. Other than that, it's them going in and doing it themselves. And the, I mean, and this wasn't like this was Universal's second film. This was AIP doing it and it was their first Godzilla film so it's like why did why did Toho give them this it, it makes no sense g- with their track record and it never happened again
1: yeah it's odd and, and particularly given you know, the the look of these they the shots of Godzilla walking and missiles like um, exploding to the side of him that sort of to me the way it's shot feels more like something that's shot for marketing mm-hmm. rather than to be an actual scene in the film. It like could I have get... been
0: a trailer shot. Mm. Um, Cause I know there, there was quite a few uh, like shut things shot for a trailer that never ended up in the, in the actual movie quite a few times for a lot of Toho films, if I remember correctly. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's like a whole different, Mechagodzilla, fake Godzilla Godzilla transformation in the Mechagodzilla trailer.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I did read somewhere that the reason they probably cut it from the Japanese version was because at the time, the idea of American soldiers and military weapons was kind of a picky subject because of all the treaties that had been made uh, post-World War II in Japan with America Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm it was best to leave it out mm. but that still doesn't answer why america got it mm-hmm. and like it wasn't featured on any japanese release of godzilla or of mothra versus godzilla at all i mean
1: who knows maybe it was maybe it was to appeal to the uh, rather patriotic com- uh, country you yourself of living
0: so yeah but at this time it still wasn't typical practice for Japanese films to be brought to America because Toho Mm. wasn't even producing international dubs for another Mm. two years and this wasn't a co-production like Invasion of Astro Monster Mm. so it doesn't still it just doesn't make sense to me why it was set up the way it was Hmm.
1: Oh, there's almost definitely some information missing here. At least on the Western side of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe there's a proper explanation on in the Japanese fandom. Who really knows? But yeah, it's it's odd. I mean, it's an it, it's kinda cool seeing this scene though, because I'd actually never watched the scene in full before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I'd seen um clips of like the first few shots of Godzilla getting uh, shot at, but I've never actually seen the full clip.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's always fun to see Godzilla tumble over a bit, I suppose.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of going off of that a bit, one thing that I think is both a positive and a negative for me was the Ifukube soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, obviously it's Ifakube. It's, it's, right. it's coming up. I so like it's not it's not bad at all because it's Ifukube. The I think what he did with the Mothra music specifically was astounding. Uh, Sacred Sacred Springs is the one that the peanuts sing uh, in the very. Some brilliant song. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, I love it, but. To me, the soundtrack also never really slows down. I feel like Mm -hmm. in most of the scenes, there's music playing. And it's also just your typical Ifukube. Like, besides the... There's one piece of music from it that stands out. And I can just remember it because of, I think it's when Mothra's flapping her wings at Godzilla and it's a shot of Godzilla's feet walking. And it's it's that motif. That's what I think of when I think of Mothra versus Godzilla. But it's not like uh, King Kong versus Godzilla where it's immediately for me, it's iconic with the appearance of Godzilla. Uh, that this one's a little more sporadic with its main themes, and then I, you know, I think if Akube not just continue going higher from here, but I don't know, there was something about it that just It didn't hit like 54, 62, or the follow-up Godzilla film to this one. It's hmm. interesting. Um,
1: I don't know. I, I don't really have any, I don't really take, take any issue with the music in this film. I, I really enjoy the main Godzilla theme, Sacred Springs, um, and all the tracks sort of sprinkled throughout. I, I will agree there's, um, outside of Sacred Springs, there's not really any like, Major, like, standout track apart from that. Like, like Mysterians um, caught my attention because of how much the music in that added to the suspense of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, was Matango scored by Ifukupe? I don't remember. I don't believe um, so. No, because I was going to say that if it was, then Matango was, was different, but never mind, I suppose. Um, Yeah, no, I don't really take any issue with the music at all. Fair.
0: Now, one thing I also need to point out is Honda actually ignored Ifakube's recommendation for a scene where Godzilla's head is over a hill as the principal's, Mm. like, screaming, the children, the children, save the children. Um, Mm. There was no music there because Ifakube said the scene doesn't need music. And then Honda went and took... Uh, one of his songs from King Kong vs. Godzilla and just pasted in there. And during the showing, uh, Ifukube turned and looked at Honda, and Honda just sunk in his chair and was like, Sorry, <laughs> I'm the director. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was funny. But it also it adds to the point that Honda always went above and beyond to do what he thought was best, which I do respect greatly, because he even went back and like adjusted the script a bit um, for the final, you know, the final draft, whatever what what it became.
1: Yeah, I mean, from uh, I want to say. I want to say it's Yuriko Hoshi's plea to the native Islanders, but I'm pretty sure it's a different scene um, that apparently wasn't in the script at all. I'm pretty sure I read.
0: Yeah. And I know part of that also was just Honda's push for the brotherhood, brotherhood of mankind. Um, Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. Um, That was kind of his big thing was pushing that, which I can appreciate greatly. And I think that is what helps set this movie apart from like King Kong versus Godzilla and a lot of his other films is I think the brotherhood of mankind is really well shown through the uh, infant Islanders and Japanese mainlanders. Mm -hmm. I think that is a very good dynamic to show this idea, Mm -hmm. this concept
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, but speaking of Infant Island, that one thing that actually did kind of bother me was the Infant Island set, the location. Really? Yeah, like the caves, like the actual um, cave area where the Infant Islanders are staying, that looked fine. But after they left that to find the peanuts, that sort of area just made the... It just made the island feel very small.
0: Yeah, it, I, I, I kind of picked up on that. It's like the island doesn't feel as big as it looks. No. And they quickly switch out of their protective gear to regular, like, nice clothing. Yeah, like, too. too. Like, these three love jumping ahead and, like, just doing stuff. And it's like, why are we here now?
1: Pretty dangerous for a scientist to take off his protective gear. He should know better.
0: He shouldn't also be with strangers in a hotel room, but he did that too. That's true. Yeah, but he was the
1: one who goddamn thought of, um, like, cleansing them of radiation.
0: This is true. Sorry, I had to yawn there. This <laughs> is true. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I. Listening to Steve Reifel and Idgorjezewski talk about this movie. They constantly praise it and claim it's one of the greatest of the franchise. I mean,
1: I believe Rifle calls it the last great um, Godzilla film in his '98 um, book, um, Japan's
0: Favorite Monster. He does. He does. Yeah. And for me, I just can't see it. Like I, 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 I. Can't help but think there are some great follow-ups that out-surpass Mothra vs. Godzilla. I think it was an ad- I think it's a good follow up to King Kong versus Godzilla because it didn't it didn't go the route of comedic funny stuff. It it has a good balance between its comedic, it's dark stuff. The the balance of themes in this movie are really well done. Yeah, that is the thing I think Sekizawa should have most praise for in this is his balance and themes work really good. Mm. Oh, absolutely, I'll agree with that. Um, was there any? I I feel like I'm gonna keep going in circles if I if I continue. Um, yeah, speaking, so I don't I don't want to get too much uh, stuck in that. Was there anything you wanted to bring up? I mean, I've got, like, one last thing I could mention, but it's it's very minute.
1: I don't know. I was just going to ask, compared to, say, King Kong vs. Godzilla, what are your thoughts on this film in comparison to that, since you brought it up earlier?
0: Yeah, so upon my rewatches and finally watching the original Japanese version of King Kong vs Godzilla, I grew to appreciate that movie a lot more. And I was going to ask if we could rank the Godzilla films right now. So like we could put an idea for where we put these, uh, I like King Kong vs Godzilla more than Mothra vs Godzilla. I think its characters are a little more memorable, I think mm-hmm. the kaiju fighting is a, li- a little better. Uh, I do prefer this Godzilla design, but I, I just I could find myself rewatching King Kong versus Godzilla more than rewatching Mothra versus Godzilla. I just I've never found myself really interested in Mothra versus Godzilla.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What would you say about it?
1: So for me, in comparison to. King Kong vs. Godzilla, I think. Mm. I, think uh, I think the way the film starts, I prefer. I, I think this is one of my favorite first acts to any of the Godzilla films, really. Mm-hmm. But it just loses steam way earlier than it should, um, at around that 40 to 50 ish minute mark or so. So while I love that f- first act, and I don't, and I don't think the rest of the movie is horrible, um, I, I think it's watchable. Um, I think King Kong vs Godzilla is more consistently entertaining. I think the effects are pretty even in King Kong and Mothra um, versus, but um, I would say the high the Godzilla sort of, and Mafra moving very fast within the um within their main fight during certain shots sort of like Raids again as well as the pretty heavy usage of the puppet in certain scenes. Mm-hmm. I think that does hold the fight back a little bit for me. Plus I don't think the final fight is as exciting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's
0: it's definitely a step down from Mothra versus Godzilla mm-hmm. or King like, Kong I, versus Godzilla. <laughs> sure. I think our villains
1: are some of the best in the series. So, um, like Kumeyama especially, is just if only his mustache was longer. If only he could twirl it.
0: I feel like <laughs> I feel like they're not. I don't, I wouldn't say they're the best, but I think they're some of the most iconic.
1: Mm-hmm. They're some of best um like just when i think Godzilla villains um kameyama and sahara a- a- after like all the aliens if if we're just speaking solely human villains before this series really went full sci-fi mm-hmm. that's sort of some of the first i think of
0: that's fair that's fair yeah i i mean maybe dr mafone i would put above that but like, mm. not not. There's not many more. I would. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, Mufuno is a fair answer. I'd say. So, well, let's go ahead and rank the films, and then we Alrighty. can go ahead and uh, conclude this. If you think this is an adequate place for us to stop our fifth Godzilla movie.
1: Alrighty, where would you rank? Mothra vs Godzilla alongside all the other
0: films. So here's what I'm gonna put. I'm gonna do 54 Rates again, King Kong versus and Mothra vs. So I would put King uh, I would put 54 as number one. Mm-hmm. Um and if you want to hear my opinions on these movies, go listen to those episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't feel and like computering yes. I d I don't feel like reiterating uh what I've already said. Um followed up with King Kong vs. Godzilla. Followed by Mothra vs. Godzilla with Godzilla raids again at last place.
1: Yeah, I I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm gonna have to agree with you pretty much completely here. Um <laughs> But I will say, um, in the past, I've, I've, um, s- declared, said that I like, um, vs. Godzilla more. I will, I will say, I think, I, I, I think there's room for it to switch around. I, I do genuinely think there is some room for it to switch around. Cause I don't like King Kong vs. Godzilla t- a terrible amount more than, this film, I still do enjoy this film overall. So like, I think, I don't think they're terribly far apart, mm-hmm. but I would at this current point in time, I would place King Kong versus above Mothra
0: Okay. Well, in that case, we've been going for almost two hours. Uh- yeah. I think this is pretty good. Usually I, I like to keep it between an hour and two hours. I feel like that's a decent uh, yeah. runtime. We've talked about it for a little longer than the movie itself. I'm sure if you cut out the opening, it's about on par with how long the movie is. So, oh, I, I also want to point out Godzilla doesn't show up until about a little past 30 minutes in this movie, which is over a third way through the film.
1: I mean, um, there were later Godzilla appearances in the Shola era, so... True,
0: I mean, Godzilla in Terror of Mecha, Godzilla doesn't show up until almost 50 minutes in a... Yeah. same seven, with the era Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think my point I was making here is, it just goes to show again. Showa. Again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: shut up, shut up. Get in, <laughs> Um...
0: That when these films were being made, they were not thinking about, oh, we need to have the monsters be the central focal point, because they shouldn't be. It is supposed to be characters, and I think part of why I find these characters so lacking is the fact that they don't carry a lot, and when the monsters come in, they still don't carry.
1: Yeah, they they become really sidelined almost, Mm -hmm.
0: And it no, already takes away. It, it takes away from what these films were supposed to be, which were dramas driven by human characters, with the monsters being what yeah. you know. Yeah. Your last, your final fight, supposed to be.
1: Our, our main, our big force setting the events, setting the dramas into motion. Correct.
0: So, that's all I have to say. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, Rex, why don't you uh, link yourself so people know where to find you, if they even care, because we just said blasphemy on one of the most critically well-acclaimed Godzilla movies. (laughs) And quite frankly, I was expecting you to go full film snob and be like, this is peak cinema. Honestly,
1: as much as I wanted to, I genuinely wanted to, I, I just... I I don't think I honestly can.
0: Going in, I knew my opinion wasn't going to really change. The only thing is I think I appreciated the opening, like, 15 minutes a bit more because I liked the characters a bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just, I really wanted to be grasped in the same way I was back in, like, 2018 or 19. But I really, after that first 30 or 40 minutes, I really wasn't.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So and, and that's
1: disappointing. So if But I did at least watch this for November 3rd.
0: <laughs> this is true. It was your Godzilla Day celebration. Yes. So if anybody wants to see your honest stuff, go ahead and link yourself. At least they know you're honest. You're not gonna hide behind a opinionated uh gatekeepy. Yeah. I feel like this is an example of us being very true and real. Like we're not. Yeah. We're not going to make up stuff just, just to make it up and like follow the, follow the crowd. Uh,
1: No, sorry. Um, This is the greatest um, um, short film ever made um, because uh, the, the rifle guy, the the gun guy said so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The gun guy, James Gunn.
1: No, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Rifle?
0: Ah, Mr. Rifle. We yeah, We like, like Steve Rifle. We do. Yeah. His book is good. Books, I should say. And audio commentaries.
1: I need to listen to more of those.
0: I agree. So go ahead and link yourself, Rex. Where can the lovely people find you?
1: Yes, no more stalling. Well, I am Rexino. You can find me on YouTube uh, Rexino on Twitter at Rex underscore Xenomorph. And finally on Instagram as Rex underscore Xeno. You can also read some of my writing at the Turkus network.
0: And please definitely check those out. Rex does some great work. Um, as for me, you can find me on YouTube at ET 13 productions on Twitter at ET 13 productions on Instagram, where I post my photo photograph uh, action figure photography at ET13 Productions. Um, if you want to locate my so, uh, my personal socials, I'll let you figure that one out. I don't hide it, but I'm not going to link it. If you want to see what's going on in my mind, you can find out where to go. Um, Going back to the beginning of this episode, I said that Rex was going to uh, do the outro. So now, Rex, go ahead. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. Um, uh, uh-oh, Stinky, what's what's the outro? You should have prepped me on this earlier. Like, I told
0: it. you, I said, Rex, you're going to do the outro. That was over. I thought you
1: were kidding.
0: N- no, when have I ever joked? I've never joked a day in my life.
1: Uh, CC, the hour before we started uh, with the, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Kaiju Conversation.
0: We didn't do that. There's a whole hour of just nonsense before I even said, welcome everybody back to a brand new Mm,
1: episode. I wonder what could be in that nonsense.
0: Not what I just said. I said it in recording. You're going to do it. Bruh. Go ahead. You've edited it enough and you've heard me say it enough. If I have a very bad memory. If I give you here, if I give you the first sentence, will you do you think you can go for it? Um I can give you some of it. I'll give you the first sentence. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes that boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people like you. Recently we have been review bombed and we're sitting at a solid eleven one star reviews. So if you guys could help us out by going to Apple Podcast and leaving us a five star review, that would be greatly appreciated. I'm actually checking right now. Yes, we still are sitting at the 3.0 with 22 ratings, so please help us out.
1: Um if if you wanna um <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> Stop laughing. You're making it worse. You're making my brain melt even more.
0: If you if you don't have an Apple device, device
1: you can listen I to us. I don't blame on you.
0: Spotify. I don't.
1: I don't blame you because I don't have one, except I actually do have an Apple device. Um, you can uh, rate us on... Um, I think you can currently rate us on Spotify. <laughs> what was the other thing? Oh my God. Uh, Here. I'll
0: just, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do it. If you don't have an app device, I don't blame you. I don't. You can now review us on Spotify. It's a brand new feature. Currently, we have no reviews, So go give us a five-star review on there. If you don't have a way to review us on either of those platforms, you can tweet us and follow us on Twitter. At
1: K-A-I-J-U uh, underscore C-O-N-V. You said K-A-I-J-U. K-A-I-J-U. Shut up.
0: That's not the Twitter handle. <laughs> at k
1: k underscore at
0: did on did not say
1: that you are gaslighting
0: me if you don't have Twitter you can like us on facebook
1: on facebook
0: or follow us on instagram
1: follow us on instagram
0: If you're Uh, like me before podcasting, and you don't have any social media, lucky you, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word, you know the drill.
1: That is exactly what I said.
0: (laughs) Just give, give Rex a five star for
1: trying. You shut up, you condescending...
0: We will review any of your five-star reviews on air for everyone to hear because we greatly appreciate it. We also have merchandise on Teespring. It's not the greatest. Eventually, we'll have more stuff. We actually don't don't. even have the shirts. No, we don't have the shirts. We should have the shirts, though. But definitely uh, keep an eye out. Maybe eventually we'll have something on there.
1: Yeah. If you want to talk to me or this crazy gaslighting um, gatekeeper, then you can check out our Discord Kaji Conversation. Currently, um, currently there was a conversation about the Heisei Gamera trilogy earlier um, and Gauss and what it would be like to see a 2D anime um, Gamera movie, which could be interesting. This is
0: true. And I also wanted to point out that if anybody wants to leave us feedback on an episode... Uh, like I said, you can email us or do anything, and we will re- read that on air as well. Um, we've had members of our Discord server send us messages. We've had emails, and it's honestly great to have you guys interact with us because that's something that I I like doing. I'm pretty sure Rex does too. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've linked it. We've we've mentioned it a lot, but you should also not to forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload there. Sometimes you can find YouTube exclusives. We have an interview. And as
1: mentioned before, we have some upcoming uh, an upcoming little uh, mini bonus of sorts we about do. the video games.
0: We do. And we even have an interview with Mechagodzilla uh, designer Jared Kirchewski, I think I said his name wrong. Krzyzewski? Kerchevsky.
1: Oh, yeah. we're, we're both butchering it, butchering it.
0: Um, And definitely check those out. And a huge thanks to our Redditor Redditor? <laughs> ew. Ew.
1: Uh, Don't call me that.
0: Our editor. Don't call me
1: that. I'm offended by that.
0: Thanks to our editor Rex for editing all of these episodes. Like I said before, please check his stuff out. His links can be found in the description below. Mm -hmm. I hope you've enjoyed this mess of an outro, but like I said, give Rex a five star for trying.
1: Oh, I hate
0: you. (laughs) And as always, please remember, everybody, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys! Ciao!